0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, September 20, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We had Kabuki Theater. We had the FOMC announcement. We had Jerry's presser. And after the fact, or during the press conference, I would say, they started killing the tape. They finished on the lows. And the main question is where are they headed? Where is, or when is, more importantly, the next turning point for the markets? That's going to be important. We'll get to that in a moment. Hold your horses. And of course, where are the prices down below that will provide some semblance of support? Where are they around the markets? What do the other charts look like? Where is it in trouble? Where is it not in trouble? All those things are what we're going to discuss tonight. Let's start with the weekly chart. Now they're into the 20-week moving average. Doesn't mean it's going to hold, but they didn't hit it last time. Here they are. Because they didn't hit it last time and traded away, this isn't the same. It would have been an interesting support area had they hit it back here in mid-August, but they didn't. So now they've been riding it. It's not the same as it once was, coming from somewhat of afar. However, what we do know is by the end of the week, Above the moving average, the trend is your friend. They will be above all the moving averages if they stay there this week. If they close the week below it, that's going to activate another type of situation. It's a weekly chart. Take a long time to play out. They can certainly pop back above it next week. And then you say, oh, well, they tested a 20-week moving average and pop right back above it. So we use these as a guideline. They don't give us real-time information The weekly chart typically doesn't give us daily type of actionable information. It's giving us the big picture and then we whittle it down from there. Like going back to the daily chart and saying, all right, well, what the stuff is going on? What kind of stuff is below? Well, the one thing that's obvious and we kept talking about it is this 100 period moving average. You also have a couple of important numbers above the 100-period moving average, one of which was hit basically into the close today. And then you have a number, an important one, below that 100-period moving average. The important stuff inside the number members and live room members, everybody inside the numbers, if you will, will have that information bright and early, first thing in the morning. That's what we do. We provide the daily numbers. And yes, they change Every day. What's another important thing that took place? Where did they get below? Well, they got below this breakup candle low. They fought it yesterday. Jerry didn't do the job today in terms of the bull case. They gave up the ghost. They're comfortably below that number. That's a negative. That's a flare up in the air warning signal. Irene is creeping up the stairs. They either need a quick rescue operation or there's a whole other leg down coming. doesn't happen all at once. They whip the market back and forth. They have rip-your-face-off rallies in between. But when a bear phase takes hold, and a bear phase doesn't have to be for 18 months. A bear phase could be for a few weeks. When they take hold, the market gets fast. The rallies in between are sharp. And the objective of the Trick, Trap, Fool, and Frustrate crew sponsored by Trick and Company is to get you off the train. They don't want you participating. That's why their objective is to whip you out. You might want to write this one down. Put it on a sticky note. Four 62 doesn't have to come tomorrow. Doesn't have to come Friday. It can come at any point in time. But that is a piece of what I'll call unfinished business it's right below this pivot low it's an important place and it is unfinished business and i also have the next place below that we're just having a discussion around the just in caser type stuff why is that well there's a method to the madness i don't know how far they will or won't go down over the next couple of days maybe they're finished maybe they start a dead cat bounce tomorrow Anything's possible, but here's where we talk about some timing stuff. The end of this week is an important time frame. So if the market was trading up into this time frame or down into this time frame, we would be having the same discussion. Why is that? Because it's a tinfoil hat event. It's not a secret. I don't have the patent on this information. It is the fall equinox. And markets can, they don't have to, but they can make a turn, trade into these events, and then make a turn out of these events. They don't have to, but it's an awareness they're trading down. Are they going to trade down for the next couple of days to finish out the week? Everybody will get uber bearish, and then you show up Monday morning, and there's a gap up out of nowhere, and then they start bouncing from there. That's totally Possible. We don't know that will happen, and frankly, we don't know from where that can happen. It can happen from anywhere. It can happen from the 100-period moving average. It can happen from 432, 435, 427, 428. Anything in there, we don't know exactly where the market's going to go. What I'm providing for you is important numbers that make sense to me, And I'm just giving you the what-if case. I'm giving you the flush-out case if they really hit the market over the next couple of days. Inside the number members will have the intraday stuff, lock, stock, and barrel. This is the at-night video stuff. There's two groups of people. There's the at-night video free guys. Guys is generic. Don't shoot me, ladies. And then there's the intraday paid member kind of stuff. Different stuff. That's a pretty good lead into to inside the numbers. But before we get there, there's always the alternate case. There's always, in this case, the bounce case. Can they bounce tomorrow? Anything's possible. We don't know. What we do from an intraday perspective is utilize the information the market is providing back to us. The intraday or next day dater. We take that, and if we can affect the trade with that information, then so be it. We can usually do that each and every day during the morning session. It's a morning business. What happened today? What did we have on the board at Zero Dark Thirty? And here was the expectation today. Can we get an early morning trade? Can we pack it in, not be in a position leading into lunchtime, and then you have the FOMC slash Kabuki Theater situation From a running and as a business perspective, you don't want to be in the trade around that time. You want to get some business done early in the morning, see if we can put some money in our pocket, and then move on to where it becomes a spectator sport. We were able to accomplish that today. We should get the morning rush right before she takes a nap until the festivities begin around mid-afternoon. That's pretty much what happened. So let's check out a couple of important things. 4.43.64... 444.50. That's really all we need to know. This was posted on the board at zero dark 30. They get above 444.50, you got 445. But we'll just focus on these two numbers put on the board when most people were in REM sleep. You can read the rest. We didn't need them for the morning session. And after the morning session, when the FOMC begins, all the charts get thrown out the window for a while. So the other numbers really don't matter. 8.45, the setup. If they can stay above 4.43.65, the door opens for 4.44.50. Now, read the rest, pause the video. You can go back to the charts, do whatever you like. But here's what happened. So as the morning went on, closer to the opening bell... We got a visit from the thieves in the morning. They were conducting a creeping operation up toward the spot, meaning the 444.50 area. Typical crooks. Okay, we've seen that before. Doesn't mean we don't have a trade. It means I have to make an adjustment. So 919, another update. So let's say they have an early shakeout operation down south. That means all they're going to do is tug the rug out a little bit after the opening bell. That's what I'm looking for. Will they give us a trade? 443.65 is the last place they broke out above, so it's the first place of support. 443.65. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity. Forget the stuff in the afternoon, the waterfall decline. All we're concerned about right now is, did they give us a morning scalp with potential? So here's what happened. They opened up, the opening print was at 444.01. So they opened below my target from the upside perspective. So what am I looking for? I'm looking for a little shakeout, a bounce back up to reach the target. Let's move on a second. By 932, there's your 443.65. Anywhere in between there and the gap is support. Staying above 443.65 is the bounce case for a target around 444.50. Now, they never quite got to 444.50. They came up slightly short. The high was 444.44, 440, but what we learn and what we talk about before it happens in the live room is you have to sell into the strength of the rising market so you don't wait for them to get to the price we were selling at 44440 give or take give them a point wiggle room a dime on the S&P or SPY so we did that traders got the scalp off so it was 44365 up to 44440 smells like about 8 points that's pretty darn good Now, we were waiting to short a little bit higher. They never got to the target for the short. Some traders took it anyway, but they played games with it, and I was never able to get in a short. That would have been something if you held it all day, but that would have been the unlikely scenario from a what's the real kind of thing you would have actually done perspective. And frankly, folks, that was the show for the day. I wasn't going to risk anything else with the FOMC this afternoon. We got our pound of flesh, keep the money in the pocket. You call it a day early. We had nice discussions, nice lessons. We looked at a lot of charts. We had a lot of interesting discussion in the live room, and that was fine. We go out a winner. We put profit in our pocket. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Our objective is to get a base hit or two or three a day. Some of them, by definition, will certainly turn into doubles, triples, Whopper juniors, Whopper with cheese, all that stuff. But you never know which ones. That's why we take a piece off. We have our scalp with potential for us in the live room. And inside the numbers, it's five to seven S&P handles. And we hold a trailer for the never know. We don't let the remaining portion go negative on us, which we have A risk-free, emotionless trade on our hands. You have the best of both worlds. You pile up the base hits, worst case scenario, and you move on to the next day. That's how we do it. Just so you see everything, pause the video, read the notes. I'll scroll through the whole thing. You can see everything there was today. Go back and double-check the work on the charts. It was all in here, everything we needed today. There was crap on the board for Stocks on the Move this morning, So until earnings season starts, that's going to happen from time to time. We're in what we call the donut hole before earnings season. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We have this head and shoulders pattern. They closed below it yesterday. They tried to get back above today. They failed. They closed below it today, finishing basically on the lows. This is a bona fide head and shoulders pattern with a target down around the low 160s. Call it mid to low 160s. What takes that off the table? And by the way, they're not going to get there tomorrow. But what takes that off the table? Closing back above the neckline. As long as they stay below the neckline, that is an active target. You don't know when they'll get there, but they should get there at a minimum required target. Give or take. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Buttigieg's crew hovering on that 100-period moving average. We talked about this last night in the crappy video. We'll talk about it again tonight, which is the weekly chart giving up that weekly chart. 20-period moving average is a big deal. It opens the door down to the convergence of the 150-period moving average right in the vicinity of a big-time weekly chart breakup candle low. That would be your next target, your next area of bona fide support. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. For those of you VIX watchers, If the S&P or the rest of the markets fall and the VIX continues to spike up and gets above that 100 period moving average in this pivot high, it's 17 and a quarter, give or take a few pennies. I've done the math. Doesn't mean they can't go higher, but that becomes a minimum required target. They get above this pivot. You know, if they're in spiking mode. Some of the folks in the live trading room were interested in the dollars. Some traders are long the dollar through the UUP or whatever vehicle they wanted. So I figured I'd do the work and I'd give you a target if you're long the dollar. They can get to 106.41. It's not a guarantee. I can't say that. But that is a target if they continue to rise. They're above all the moving averages on the weekly chart. So there's no reason they can't keep going up. The trend is your friend until it's not. Above all the moving averages, daily chart, weekly chart doesn't make any difference. How about monthly chart? Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Now look what's happening here. We talk about this all the time. So you have a bearish pattern and they're coming to the top of the range. So if they break the chain, that's why this number's there. That's not the reason for the number, but this is an interesting place for the number. If they start getting above, much above 106, 106 106.40 in this area, they're going to break this chain and that bearish pattern gets broken and they can begin to climb farther. They can get up to 108.5 in the dollar. This is a monthly chart. These things take a long time to play out. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. They can certainly make a lower high later, but that's notwithstanding the fact that they are going up now. What about the Q people? Q people got killed with everything else. All markets go in one direction or the other when there's big moves. They all move together. 364 is the last line of defense before they pay a visit to the 100-period moving average. This pivot low here, you get below that stuff. And then it's off to this pivot low. They gave up today on close this breakup candle low. The last line of defense is 364. Look at the weekly chart, and what are they doing? Same thing the other chart was doing into the 20-week moving average. Do they close below it this week, or are they just running a test of it this week and all the nonsense surrounding the media, the talking heads, all the whacked-out people who have no idea what they're talking about, that just becomes noise in between while they run a test of the 20-week moving average. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Spike it below, close below, pop right back above next week. Again, then it's holding. I can't say what will or won't happen. We're just using it as a guideline. The financials were holding as of yesterday. Today they came down with everything else. It's all the same market. Everything gets thrown out with the bathwater. Even if it's a clean kid, you throw them out with the bathwater. On the weekly, this little wedge situation here is either going to get above this breakdown candle high at 34.92 and have a rally. They'll be getting above that 100 period moving average in the process. Or. They're failing and they're going to come down and surpass on the downside, on the south side, this convergence of the 50 and 20 period moving average. And then you'll be really looking at the larger picture saying, hey, look, they had a big down move, put in this tremendous wedge pattern, and now they're having a like move in the other direction. Weekly chart, they take a while to play out, but that's the setup. Until or unless they can get going, that's the setup. Nothing's really changed. We'll stick on the weekly chart for Smash Mouth, speaking of which. So last week, they closed just by a hair below that 20-week moving average. This week, they almost ran a test of it. They came up a little short on the high this week. And guess what? They're trading away from it. They're giving it up. Is this a canary in the coal mine? In a sense, it is. What do we always say? The SMH, or the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, is a pretty darn good proxy for the tech space as a whole. If the semis are going to come down, it's likely the tech is going to follow. And if tech's coming down, wouldn't you think the rest of the market is really selling off as well? I think that's a likely scenario. Seems to be on the line of common sense and logic. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.